Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness. Get the best in personal and online training and coaching, where you will find monthly online unlimited yoga packages, run training, play yoga, motivational speaking, and more. If that's not all, find out how to get the newest facial exercise program and manual. Let's face it together. Go to ContiFitness.net to find out more. High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching sessions with High Five Health and Fitness. Also brought to you by Revolution Running. Join world-renowned Dr. Jason Karp for a workshop or certification near you. Author of Run Your Fat Off, Inner Runner, and so many more books. That's R-E-V-O-2-L-U-T-I-O-N, running.com. Also brought to you by 361 Degrees. For the best in athletic footwear and apparel, go one degree beyond with 361 Degrees. For codes and promos, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's <laughs> We're in a good mood today. Holy moly. <laughs> we are coming off of episode 39 with the Josh Sprake of Orange Mud. What did you think about that episode? It was cool. It was cool. You know, it was, uh, it was definitely good to hear the genesis of, uh, you know, a company and, and, and the products that he makes and everything that, you know, he puts into it, where it comes from. You know, I always like to hear, like, the backstory from where... It, you know, all the ideas come from and why all these people honestly make me feel better because they tell that like we see them and, you know, they kind of have a successful product or company or oh, whatnot. Yeah. And then, you know, like I mean, not for nothing, you know, Brian and I are working hard and, you know, grit and grind. And it's like, all right, well, we haven't really made it to that point yet. Right. So there's a lot of things we're working on. And and I know for I don't me, think that ever. Ends. I know for me, like, I feel like, oh, damn it, like I failed at this or I'm working on this or when does that it moment come? And, you know, when you talk to these people and, you know, we sit there and we're like, this is awesome. And they're like, well, it was a lot of hard work and we <laughs> failed here and here and here and here. And, and, um, it kind of, it, it puts things into perspective, I think for, you know, maybe for me, maybe for us and, and definitely, you know, for the listeners out there who are like, oh, oh man, we should give up or we should, I mean, Again, I'm having this like moment sometimes where you're like, what the hell am I doing? You're scaring me. Like what, you know, and then you hear from all these people who persevered and didn't give up and went through those hard times and, and it's, yeah, well, the, you know, what is it? The, it's really the, cool to hear these stories. The guy at the top of the mountain didn't just land there. Right. You know, he That's had to, to, to get up that hill and uh guy or gal and, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, look. But that's not how life portrays I, it, it. That's not how social media or the television oh, or anything gosh, portrays no. it to people. No. Like, you want a six-pack? Like, oh, it just happens to this person. Or, you know, oh, you want to be an Olympic whatever? Oh, they're just naturally born with it. No, they're not. Keep showing up. There you go. Keep showing up. And, you know, which is a good segue, actually, to this episode, episode 40, uh, which is Hell an- yeah. It's another story of just, you know... Plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, setback, coming to get ahead, coming up. So who do we have? Oh my gosh. So you're going to hear from, and again, I didn't really know, um, Sherry. Her name is Sherry Shamrock. How freaking awesome is that name? Can't go wrong like, with that. There's yeah. no, there's no, you know, losing with that name, but her name is Sherry Shamrock and she actually came up with 
um, this really cool company. It's she's the founder of Fit to Cheer, and it's Pound Palms. Now, at first, I've never been a cheerleader ever. I've always been that person who's like beating people up on the field, <laughs> and, you know. Um, and what's crazy is that you know we're like you know as a as a podcast, we're here to promote fitness and moving and longevity and whether you're an endurance athlete or whether you're just starting out or you like swimming or you like biking or whatever it is that, you know, or, lights yeah. your shine or hit or anything that goes on in there's the gym, something spin. for everyone. Sure. And Brian and I didn't know a lot about this program before we talked to Sherry. So, you know, for us, we, we were kind of like, I'm sure there's something that we're going to get out of this. And there's a reason why she's, you know, she is popular and, and successful, and successful. And when you hear this story today, you are going to realize that this is not just about doing some cheerleading moves or using pound pom, which which are actually she invented weighted weighted pom poms. Yeah, for you know, again, she's got some cheerleading in her background, but she's not someone who made the cheerleading team even the first time she tried out, and is someone that has such a powerful story of, again, persevering. That, that's what I was going to say. I mean, there is the pom-poms and the pound-poms, right. right? Which is a right. great workout that she invented and it's, and it's you know, her thing now and she's and out it's there. She's fun. It's fun. She's selling it. She's marketing it. It's the reason why she came to us. But what we got along with all of that was her story. Wow. Which was amazing. And, you know, it's really just, it's, it's just a fantastic story of start to finish and how it evolved and, and how the pom-poms came into play with it. And, and there is an actual workout with it, which is, you know, it's, it sounds pretty tough. I've She's seen some videos. She's been on Steve Harvey's Steve Thunderdome. Harvey. Yep. And $10,000 pyramid. Is and it 10 or 100,000? 100, 10, 100, 10, I don't know. Like 110,000. We'll take either. We'll take either <laughs> amount. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, $100,000 pyramid. I, yeah. With Michael Strahan. I used to watch it back in the day, right? Yeah. Back like when it was first. Was it John uh, Davidson? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm pretty good with a, with a game show host. Oh. I, I think it was John Davidson. I oh. could be wrong. Anyway, it's a really good episode and the story is tremendous. It made me want to live. It you know, made it us, made it got wanna... a little dusty in the studio <laughs> sometimes. A little, a little dusty. So, you know, Oprah's Soulsational Conversations, which are a guilty pleasure. I do listen to those sometimes, which are fantastic, but very powerful stories. Who's so, Oprah? Oh, shoosh. Anyhow, I know, a guilty pleasure. I do listen to those some, sometimes, and, and Joe Rogan, and Rich Roll, and all the others. You know, you go from uh, Oprah, and then you go to Joe Rogan, who's like, mother effing this effing. You know what? That's, so great. Yeah, hashtag will... We'll, uh, if you got three, four hours to kill, you can pull up in a Rogan episode. Go for a run. That's what <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm like, but it's it's going to be great. Sherry Shamrock, uh, founder of Fit to Cheer, um, founder of Pound Palms, and you're just going to sit back and and just listen to her, her story. You're gonna you're really going to be moved by it's, this. It was moving. I, I really appreciate it. Poignant. So, without further ado, episode forty, the Two Fit Crazy on the Microphone podcast. Enjoy. Peace.
is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how's it going today? I'm excited. I'm excited. This is uh, this is going to be a good interview. I could tell already. Of course it yeah. is because we've got another freaking rock star with us who's going to bring the energy and um, I think her energy matches probably the color of your shirt, which is the brightest shirt I've ever seen, Brian. Seriously. I'm actually wearing it for a reason. Okay. And it is, uh, you wear orange on June 1st to, uh, to promote um, uh, safety in schools. In oh. light of all the things that are going on in this crazy world of ours. Uh, you I know, did not know that. Yeah, so somebody turned me on to it and I said, heck yeah, I got an orange shirt. I'll wear that. I got kids in schools. We got to keep them safe. Nice. Right. Oh, look, look at you. Are you kidding? Philanthropist. For the people. Oh, I love it. We are. We are for the people to fit crazies. So with that said, um, I want everyone to give a super warm welcome to our amazing guest today, who is actually a friend of our great, great number 30 episode, Elena Sanders, um, who was who talked about Get Pulse, and she said, Christina, you know, there's this girl. Her name is Sherry Shamrock, which is just the most fanat- like fantastic name ever, <laughs> is it not? Oh yeah. my gosh! Um, and she has got this company, Fit to Cheer, and she has pound palms. And I'm like, what, Elena? What is this? What is going on? She's like, you got to connect with her. So we did, and today we are bringing you the most fantastic, energetic. Listeners, you're going to love this because we deal with all different types of fitness. So whether you're into running or you're into lifting or you're into, you know, just getting new ideas and dance and and fitness, I'm sorry, not just adults, but I think kids, everyone is going to get something from this today. So Sherry Shamrock, welcome to the podcast. What's happening? (laughs) We told you energy. This is going to be fun. Totally. What? So, Sherry, let's uh, let's hear first. So, you are the creator and CEO of Fit to Cheer, correct? Correct. Okay, and what? And you are you're all over, you know, social media and the internet with pound palms. What the heck are pound palms? Razzle dazzle, talk it to us. Well, here's the deal. I was a former collegiate cheerleader. Actually, I was a football manager, collegiate football manager. I'm jumping on the sidelines and the football player looks at me and he goes, what do you think you are, a cheerleader? And I remember pointing my finger up because I'm all of 5'4 and he's all of 6'3. And I said, you think I can't do it? What he didn't know is it always been a passion of mine. Something I always wanted to do was be a cheerleader. You know, little girls, you go to Pop Warner games, and I was in love. But it was really something my family couldn't afford. It wasn't our budget. Uh, I have three older sisters and a younger brother. So big family. Uh, so by the time I got to college, I tried out. Yeah, I tried out for the first time in college. Uh-huh. And I made the JV squad. But unfortunately, I had to pay a portion of my camp, and I just didn't have the money. So three years later, I'm on the sidelines, and a football player looks at me and makes that challenge. And so I try out again. I make the squad. And the director said, so this time, do you think you'll be able to afford camp? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. I've been working three summers in a pencil factory. That's <laughs> uh, the town I grew up in, Tennessee, which is called Shelbyville. It's known for their pencils. So um, move ahead. I became a clinic instructor from the university, helping with tryouts. I ended up becoming a, a cheerleading, a private cheer coach. 
for a high school girl and she ended up placing like in the top three in the nation based on my choreography and were like hey can we use your music uh, in the camps this summer and I'm like yeah sure you know I didn't think anything about it. just something fun right and it wasn't until a, a couple of years ago a girlfriend of mine said you never talk about that you an award-winning cheer choreographer I'm like uh it was the 80s and yeah. the song was Batman by Prince. Oh, yes. Vicky oh, Bell. Vicky yes. Bell. <laughs> but, you know, I'm talking to two fit crazies and a microphone, <laughs> so you guys did it, right? <laughs> so, um, as a former collegiate cheerleader, I'm extended this unique opportunity to revisit my youth. I get to return at homecoming and cheer. And let me tell you, the first quarter, you're like, can I still remember how to do the Rocky Top dance, the Chattanooga Choo Choo? <laughs> the second quarter, you're fun the students, and you better be on time and on target. And halftime, we'll be all in the bleachers, bent over, going, oh, my gosh, do we have to go back out there? <laughs> <laughs> so you, Monday rolls around, you're back into the real world, and you're walking around like Frankenstein, literally sore from head to having done an activity that these old bodies have long since forgotten. So... I hadn't been back to my homecoming in years because I went to school at Tennessee Chattanooga. Then I also lived in Atlanta, which was only an hour and a half away. So it was convenient. But I moved to Utah from Atlanta. That's a fun story <laughs> uh, to help rescue a Gold's Gym franchise that was going under. And I helped to grow that franchise. Met my husband in Utah, moved to Texas. Again, still not convenient to Tennessee. Well, one night, my girlfriends were calling me. It was homecoming, and everybody's wondering why I didn't come back. And it just so happened to be that time when the alumni from my age time all returned. So that Monday, my neighbor and I were having dinner, and she said, did you do anything fun this weekend? I'm like, oh, I should have went back to my homecoming. I said, of course, you'd be laughing at me right now. She said, why? I said, because I'd be so sore from cheerleading. And then when I said that, I started rubbing the back of my arm, you know, the tricep. Oh, I forget I'm talking to fitness people, so I can actually call it my name. Yeah. And as I did that, I stuck my arm straight up in the air. I just did what's called a right arm punch, which is when the cheerleaders put their arm straight up in the air and just bend it back and forth like go team go. Uh -huh. And when I did that, I realized, wait a minute, that's an overhead tricep extension. Duh. <laughs> One of my arms so sore. And so I thought, well, what other cheer motions are identical to weight training movements? So, of course, immediately I do the motion touchdown. And I realize that's a close grip overhead press. So I do alternating bicep curls. I'm like, that's a cheer dance move. I did lunges. Cheerleaders do lunges. Fitness people do lunges. I did pyometrics. And cheerleaders do what's called pony hopping when they're kind of hopping back and forth, which is pyometrics. And, of course, cheer dance routines are great cardio. And all of a sudden, I just had this entire company formatted in my head. And I thought, but what can really bring it home? You know, I'm like, what if I create a new dance fitness class? Oh, my gosh. I call it cheer camp because they're cheerleading camp. They make you do the chants over and over again, like if I were teaching a body sculpting class. Mm -hmm. And that moment, I, I saw in my head what cheerleaders shake and what fitness people hold, not the style. What if I branded those together? And in that moment, I came up with my company, Fit to Cheer. I invented weighted cheerleading pom-poms and called them pound poms. And I created a new dance uh, format called Cheer Camp, which is actually spelled with a K because it's a kinesiology-based workout and it makes it trademarkable. Nice. <laughs> How heavy are the pound palms? Currently, they are one pound. And the reason I even have them at one pound is, you know, according to ACSM, 
and ACE and all the, you know, elite people who educate, you know, fitness, moving at 120 beats per minute with more than one to three weights in your hands can be detrimental to your joints. And holding those one pounds and doing specific movements that are identical to weight training movements and keeping them controlled, I'll be the first to tell you it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And when the body starts hitting fatigue and the arms start getting really tired, I don't think people really know how heavy that one pound gets, but um, I do. Uh, oftentimes in a class, a first timer will come in and say, hey, well, these feel really light. Do you have any heavy, yeah. heavier ones? And I'll say, I'll tell you what, come and see me after class and let me know what you need next time. We run, we run endurance races and sometimes my watch feels like it's like 10 pounds at the end, you know, 20 miles right? into something. And, and not only that, I, I train a lot of runners and there are some times, you know, I get some, some high schoolers or some young kids in there and, and I will make them, you know, I'll have them hold their shoes because it's just enough. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be crazy amount of weights. You know, we can really get a lot done with that and, um, and really not do damage to joints and things like that. Like you're saying, it's cool. Hey, Sherry. So you said that um, you grew up in Tennessee. Now, of course, I always look and it said that you had majored in pre-law, correct? Correct. So we've dealt with a lot of <laughs> recovering. We call it recovering. Recovering career. Recovering my, careers, you know, recovering yeah. lawyers, recovering bankers. Christine's a recovering yeah. teacher and, uh, and banker. I'm a recovering mortgage banker. Yeah. And it's, it's, I love the journey, but I mean, that's, that's really what we're here to, to share is the journey because, um, you know, life is really about finding yourself, finding your passion and, you know, every day, you know, really, what do we have to share with one another? Life's about relationships. So for you, it seems like, I know you said you enjoyed, or you always looked at cheering as something positive, but how did you go from, Hey, I'm going to major in pre-law to, okay, now I have a background in, like you said, um, K in kinesiology. How do you know all this? What the, the certifications, because obviously in order to be successful in any fitness program, whether it's dance and cheer and putting it together, you have to have background knowledge. So how did that, you know, how did you get to that point? Well, when I was in college, here's the comedy. I was in summer school and I took, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it because it, it was the eighties. I took an aerobic class. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said it. I didn't say group fitness. So there. Sorry, I'm one of the and dinosaurs. I taught step touches grapevines. I taught the step. I did more dangerous things because that's what you did. That's what they taught you. <laughs> you know, and it's you don't find people anymore that teach high low aerobics. You know, it's right, really interesting. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, my sister. So we're right there, <laughs> yep. you know? <laughs> and so I'll make you laugh because I can look back and I can laugh at this. Um well, this is not the part, but I was a break dancer in the 80s, in the early 80s, pop and lock, breaking. I was one of the few girls who could do all that stuff. And I was extremely shy. So when people say, name something that people don't know about you, I'm a naturally shy person. So um, I would only perform if I, would, if I were allowed to wear sunglasses so I could hide behind it, you know? So I understand <laughs> Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. I'm like, oh, I get it. So when I took this uh, aerobic class that summer, the instructor, I think I got like a C out of the class because I'll do respect to the instructor, but she had no rhythm and I cannot, <laughs> you've taken classes, I'm sure somewhere along the lines where, where the instructor's on the offbeat oh. and I'm in this class and I'm like, I, 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 I just could not do it the way she was 
saying to do the class. And so she kept trying to correct me. And I was thinking, I don't want to correct you, sugar. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I was cringing. And I just really couldn't take uh, the new fitness in that sense. I didn't know the science in it. So as far as pre-law, <laughs> um, hmm, I remember my mom telling me, now you go off to college. But don't you major in something crazy? Because I was that kid that was like, mom, what if I found a dead body and I solved the mystery? You know, I was holding into all the mystery novels and everything. And she would say, Sherry, do not go off to college and major in something crazy. So uh, I actually started in psych. And and then I realized I really, you know, loved the, the aspects of law. So I changed it over. And so I basically have a minor in psych and English. But once I graduated, you know, how we are in those early 20s, completely invincible to the world. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, if I go to law school, do I want to specialize in criminal law or corporate law? I know, I'll work three years in each industry and then figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got the world at my feet. And so I became a social worker and I'm an LCSW and I worked for the state of Tennessee. I specialized in child sex abuse so yes all the wicked of the wicked and i not only that i sat across from people to whom i went to high school with oftentimes um unfortunately they were the clients uh. and so uh it was a, it was for that to be one of the first jobs i got out of college my first job technically was i worked for the ymca and i worked there i graduated in may and i worked there from august until april and that's when i started you know, being a counselor so, uh, wow, I, uh, I grew up really fast, not knowing it and looking out, I remember one day sitting at the mall, I was with a coworker and I said, do, do you think people really know what's going on out here? And she said, no. And I remember the phrase seeing the world through rose colored lenses. And I finally knew what that meant because mine had been removed. And I remember saying to myself, this is the day I lost my virginity in the world. And I saw the world for what it was. And I did that for a few years. And I've never really, I was fortunate in one aspect and unfortunate in another. I never really had what you call a weight problem, right? You know, I was always active playing sports or, you know, what have you. And, but I had a stress problem. And I would wait for it dislocate my shoulder in my sleep wow. from stress. Wow. And um, even saying it, I, I just realized my body language, I'm sitting here rubbing my hand really tightly. Um, and I lived alone and I would wake up screaming bloody murder because it feels like your head's on backwards. Right. And Mother Nature said, fix it. Well, because of some female issues I had um, growing up and still suffer from, I learned self-hypnosis when I was in college to deal with menstrual cramps. So severe that I would black out. So uh, I learned, to, I had trained myself that pain meant relax. So the minute my shoulder would like, and I sit straight up in the bed screaming, murder, I immediately went into a hypnotic state. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not out. It's a dream. And the minute I would move, I'd feel that shoulder bone on the bed. And I'm like, I'd be dropping the F-bomb. Let's, uh-huh. let's just say that. Uh-huh. And I would you know, literally have to relax myself and put it back in. 
So one day my parents said, we don't recognize you anymore. Um, you got to take, you got to start taking care of yourself. You, you don't go, you don't play sports anymore. You don't do anything. And you know, if your body breaks down, where are you going to live? And my mom just turned 73. She teaches senior fitness. She stopped playing softball last year. So I come from a very active family and my dad and she, they bowl all over the U S and he's 76. So I started going to a gym with my brother-in-law and he said, you know, you know, you, you're pretty good weight training. You know this pretty well. And I said, yeah, I took a class in college, you know, <laughs> and um, long story short, I knew that I could no longer work in the industry I was in because he was slowly killing me. Mm. And a coworker said, she used to call me fire. Fire? <laughs> Listen to me. Don't be doing this job by the time you're 30. Because if, you do if you're doing this job by the time you're 30, you're going to look like me. And she was overweight. And she said, I should be skinny and cute just like you. And so it was one of those moments when she said, and you know, when you turn 25, your whole life's going to change. Your whole life's going to change. And she was right. I saw my life start changing. I turned 25. I applied to law school, got a lot of rejections. But I was like, you know, I had fun in school. You know, I was never, quote, unquote, considered a smart kid because I had teachers tell me that, you know. Um, so I believed the teachers. And then one day I got a, uh, I uh, contacted Vandy because I was the only school I had not heard back from. And they told me they were just waiting on a letter of recommendation and they had a minority scholarship for me. Wow. wow. And about law school. So I'm like, what? And another school had said, well, we're sorry, but we can't accept you at this time because your application is incomplete. And I thought, wait, that wasn't a rejection. So I called the school and they said, yeah, we just didn't see one of your letters of recommendation. And so I thought, really? And the only school I hadn't heard at that time was Vandy. So I contacted them. They told me the same thing. And so uh, I contacted the person like, please, please, please. And it ironically happened to be the lady I cheered for under rather. She was assistant dean. And she so I'm like, please, Miss Tucker, please. <laughs> I would drive Nashville to, I was living like near Nashville at the time, to Chattanooga and drive it back. And so this is female time. And so um, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm calling Bandy and I'm like, it's too late now because school starts in two weeks. So, Sherry, you're going to make a great attorney because we're telling you that we have a minority scholarship here waiting for you. All we need is the letter. And so I just got smart and called her secretary one day because she was a creature hat. And just as I called her secretary, she was walking past and she handed her the phone. And I said, I really do need this letter. And she goes, Sham, I know what you're calling me about. You call me about that generic letter that you want me to send to you, send to the school. And I was like, no, 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 really, seriously, they really need it. But she never wrote it. Um, so I was devastated. I knew I couldn't do the job as a counselor anymore because it was, I not only was dislocating my shoulder in my sleep, I had to keep my fingernails cut down and they naturally grow long. Not Gail Deaver's long, but you know, <laughs> actually grow long. And um, I was scratching my hair out in my sleep. So the stress was destroying me. So I packed my bags and I thought, I want to work in a gym. I moved to Atlanta. And I started working in, in an all-ladies gym, which was only about 2,000 square feet. But I, they decided that I wasn't really good at sales. And we decided to shake hands and part as friends instead of me getting fired because yeah. I knew it was coming. And I ended up getting hired 
by the company that started Steparose. And I was interviewing, interviewing for a nutrition, um, you know, nutritionist to talk about nutrition and stuff and do these seminars. And the guy kept saying that I saw that I worked at a ladies gym and it just, no matter what I was saying, okay, I want to talk about the seminars. He was like, well, you used to work at this gym back and forth. And we're about to open a ladies gym ourselves. I'm like, okay, but I'm here for this. He finally convinced me to take a position with their, the ladies gym. The company was called sports life. And the late gym was Lady Sports Life. And it was a 40,000 square foot all ladies gym. Wow. Let that sink in. You don't see it anymore. No, big. We had three lines of equipment. We had the Kaiser hydraulic air pressure. Remember the Kaisers? I'm sure it's still out there. Hydraulic air pressure. We had a, uh, a full area of free weights, a body master free weights. We had metrics. We had the super circuit sprint line. Uh, we had 20 treadmills, 20 steppers, 20 bikes. Full service hair salon, full service day spa, uh, physical therapies on staff, and we had to go through four weeks of sales and marketing training. The first week was exercise physiology. I had never heard of the word. <laughs> yeah, I'm like baptism I'm by fire, out. Sherry. <laughs> Say what? Baptism by fire into that. Right, and I'm like, what fizzy, fizzy what? <laughs> and so. In order, before I sold a membership, I had, well, when I sold a membership, I had to take each person I sold a membership to, I had to take you through three workouts. So the entire week of training, we had to learn over nine lines of equipment. We had to go through every class that that a customer would go through. And Jen Miller, founder of STEP, taught me STEP. She, She taught our aerobic portion. She worked for the company. And so um, I learned a lot. I didn't know how much I actually learned and how much I actually knew from when I took, you know, the aerobic class and the weight training class in college. But I happened to retain a lot. I have like one of those weird memories, you know. And so as I'm learning all of this, the last three weeks was sales and marketing training. And I'll make you laugh because the company that was that um, I decided to shake hands and part as friends. Well, I was only about half a mile from that location. <laughs> and eventually all their members had to come to our location because they had to shut down. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, and because of my psych background, when I talked to people, I really wanted to know what made you walk in the door today? So I would I would probe trying to figure it out. And what I did not realize at the time is I was really to me, it was about the psychology of the sale and understanding who was sitting before me. And my directors would get so upset, like you take too long because they wanted to boom, boom, boom. But I needed to know who I was talking to. And because I was the only new person in sales, um, the rest had come from the locations because there were six co-ed locations. I was the low man on the, you know, on the rotation. So I would go and work the exercise floor and I would talk to the members and then they started giving me all their friends. So I started winning like all these BR contests, which is butter referrals, you know, mm-hmm. and before I knew it, I moved up in ranks. I became VP of sales and operations at the location. Um, and I started showing people what I was doing. This is how you, when a person walks in, try to understand what their needs are. 
it's not about that membership so much as they're here. To, <laughs> they're not here to buy shoes. They're here to understand something about their health. So it's not my job to throw everything at them that's in this gym. It's my job to understand why they walked in the door today. And it was my job to get in that little closet with them. You know, you lay down at night, you make that promise to yourself, get in that little closet with that person. And only then could I help them. So, and that's why I guess the psychology part came in because I realized that internal health equals external beauty. And I started using that mantra, you know, coming from a social worker and going in, into the, been a, from, from a social counselor to a fitness counselor per se. And especially in an all ladies gym, because why do ladies go to all ladies gym? You know, you ask yourself, and it's 40,000 square foot gym. But it was hard to sustain the facility simply because once a woman, most people think women go to all ladies gym because they're uncomfortable in front of men, et cetera. But what I discovered is it's because they didn't know how to use the equipment and they may be a little bit embarrassed. But, honey, when those ladies figure out how to use the equipment, they're right in those co-ed gyms, mm-hmm. pimping on in. <laughs> so um, that kind of became you know, my understanding, because I knew if I could understand why a person was there, that's why I was telling you guys earlier, I love to hear success stories, because I've, I've listened to thousands. This is in 1990, uh, 1994, and you think about it, over the years, I've spoken to thousands of women, and um, the four, that's why I know what women want, and the exercise program that I have targets titans and tones what I classified as the troubling four T-zone, tummy, tush, thighs, and tries. <laughs> very I, true. I, very, very true. I knew it as soon as you said social worker that, that it was more than just, you know, than just being a trainer. You know, you, I always say we train people, you know, and we have to know what's making them tick. Why, just like you said, what's making them walk in there that day? Uh, you know, it might be a different answer, different times. As soon as you said social worker, I said, oh, this is it. You know, it's perfect. Um, because, you know, we, we really have to get to know, like, what's going on. An exercise program is just an exercise program. You know, if we can get make it, uh, you know, apply it to whatever the person wants or needs or really, you know, figure out, get in the closet with them, uh, you know, it's so important. I, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. For our listeners, too, that what you just said, Sherry, about you understanding people, I know that, you know, we're talking right now about the fitness industry, and that's, you know, with your program and everything you've done. I mean, this is the groundwork for everything. I mean, you're in any business. You're trying to be successful if you're a teacher or you own a company. It's figuring out the person, the whole person. And I know in, you know, even when I entered the industry, it was all about, you know, okay, how hard could you push someone? And and they're only here to, to work really hard. Well, that's really not what it's about. Life is about relationships and it's finding out what is it? Is it, you know, why are you overweight? And I look at people today and I'm, I'm like, all right, you want to work out. I'm really happy, but let's get to the root of the problem. And, right. you know, Brian talks about this a lot. Like, yeah, just... let's, let's peel the layers of the onion back and find out, oh, okay, you're, you're having, you're going through stress. Like you said, Sherry, about your job that was killing you literally. Now that we've uncovered that, now we can go forward and make some changes. And whether you're in a fitness program like you have, you're filling a void. You're you're filling a need that's out there that I think, you know, women especially, you know, that again, you're dealing with a lot of women, I believe, right? And you're in 
pound palms, it's mostly women you're training, correct? Right, right. And it's funny because, you know, I'll get men that will say, well, what about us, you know? And I thought, well, no one's stopping you. You want a challenge? You want a tough workout? Let me challenge you mentally and physically. Hold those pom-poms in your hand and see how mentally strong you are standing in a classroom full of women holding pom-poms. I got a secret for you. And, you know, I believe there's five components. Yeah, five components of fitness, right? And, and, you know, uh, muscle strength and endurance, cardio strength and endurance, flexibility, body comp, and mental fitness. Right. So... I got, double dog dare you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was going to say, I've got a secret for you, and, and that's that, that men are way more insecure than women. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, you know, working in uh, – when I was in Utah, I was helping rescue a ghost gym franchise, and I was opening up 70,000 square foot gyms. And people would call in, and they would say, well, you know, I want to wait till I get in shape before I come into a ghost gym. And I remember telling this lady over the phone, I said, well, let me ask you something. Um, do you see all these ghost gyms opening out here? Because I opened, uh, I opened four 70,000 square foot gyms in three and a half years, and I took Jeez. over – I Merges of eight of the locations. So you were seeing ghost gyms everywhere. And I said, so do you see all these ghost gyms? And she said, yeah. I know I sound like I sound goat, but that's my southern dialect coming out and I can't hear it. Um, and so uh, I said, do you think that everybody in Utah is healthy? She said, well, no. I said, well, how do you think we can open this many gyms if everybody that's coming in here are healthy? And I said, I guarantee you something. I want you to come in, and I want you to take a tour with me. And she said, I don't want people standing. I said, honey, you ain't all that. Ain't nobody looking at you. <laughs> They're too busy looking at themselves. That's and the she truth. came in, and just when she came in, I said, I'm going to show you something. And I, I showed her the guy. He was walking to the water fountain, but he wasn't walking to the water fountain. The water fountain happened to be against some mirrors. <laughs> so he was used to the walk to the water fountain to really check his body out, you know. And then he'd sip the water, and he'd look up and look at himself, and he's posing. And we just started cracking up. I said, honey, he, he ain't studying you. He ain't studying you. He's trying to study himself too much. And that made her so comfortable knowing that he's not looking at you. He's too busy looking at himself, like you said, the insecurity of, of the male ego. Um, and just knowing that made her feel more comfortable walking in the gym. And I, the last thing I told her is just remember Every single person in here is here for their health. That's the bottom line. And I said, if you remember that that's why when people become members in gyms, the camaraderie comes. The friendships, you know, evolve because you're all there with the same purpose. And um, she ended up bringing her family members and I think signed up like eight people. It's awesome. Yeah. It's such a really good side score. And I and I have worked for Gold throughout my you know, fitness, you know, last 20 years in the industry and aside, I was in Maryland and there was a, worked in one of the group fitness rooms, Sherry, and there was one of the windows was a one-way window, whereas we could see out, but they mm -hmm. couldn't see and it looked like a glass. And it was, when you said this, I always remember this, I was teaching a step class. I will never forget this. And there was a water fountain next to it. So I'm teaching this class. I don't know what it was. And this man walks by, it's a big guy. And he's looking at the mirror. He's staring. And we can all see him. He cannot. And he's doing that like pectoral thing with his boobs. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like picking them up and like putting them down. And we literally, I think everyone like fell off their steps. It was great. Because it's, you know, we're all kind of, you know, laid back. But 
them not knowing people would come and flex all the time. Oh, that's it was fan. That mirror, I swear, was like the best thing I've ever seen in my fitness career before. <laughs> it was just great. Like, <laughs> but, I love it. but again, the same thing. Yeah. Great camaraderie. <laughs> so tell us more. Tell us a little bit more about pound palms, actually, because is this a program that we can, you were talking about class. Is that where can we find this? Are you giving classes? Like, are they an hour, half an hour? Or tell us that what's going on right now. Well, thank you for asking. First of all, last summer I had the unique opportunity to do something that it's rare. I was selected to be well, I, a couple summers ago actually, I was selected to be on TV shows. One in April of 2016, I was on the hundred thousand dollar pyramid starring Michael Strahan. Yeah. Did you apply, and Sherry? That is that how you did that? Fluke, okay. I was being a hot mess, and a friend of mine was like, girl, ain't nothing like those Olympic swimmers. I said, apparently you haven't seen the Olympic gymnasts. They did this, you give me fever routine, decked out like Chippendale dancers, and I was on Twitter trying to find it on ABC, because it came on ABC, and I see Michael Strahan standing behind a pyramid, said, now casting. I loved that show growing up, so... I submitted and they made you submit a two minute video. And I was like, and part of the question was, if you want money, what would you do with it? And I said, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I would help fund my business. Who needs Shark Tank? So <laughs> two hours later, they called me. They said they love my video. And about a month later, they fly me to New York and I'm filming. And um, here's their comedy or their sense of humor. I, um, I ended up playing with Barbara Cochran and Damon John on Shark Tank. <laughs> Get out of here. That's so funny. <laughs> no way. And because of my product and it being such a, I think it's a fun product. You know, you don't want to pat yourself on the back or something, but it's really a fun product. It's motiva- motivational. And when you don't have a lot of money, there's a possibility that someone could take it and you have no, no dog in a fight, right? Because right. truth of the matter is the patent is only as good as your depth of the depth of your pocket. And I actually talked to um, Rich Boggs, who was the founder, one of the founders of the Step Company. And he told me a story about the Step Company and and some stuff. And he said, until you can get national recognition, keep it tight to your chest. And so right before I'm walking onto the stage, they pull me aside and say, hey, can you say that you invented weighted cheerleading pom-poms? I'm like, oh, is that a trick question? And so they made me like repeat what they wanted me to say as my intro. And so here I am sitting between two sharks on Shark Tank and I say, hey, and I invented weighted cheerleading pom-poms. And so that was validation of where I was because Damon John's like 20 percent, 20 percent, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And so um, no joke, I filmed that on April the 16th, 2016, about two months. Let's see, it aired July 31st. And on July 23rd, I received a phone call. Because I had a friend of mine who works uh, in the office of the governor here. She had told me about a, another show that was looking for contestants. And long story short, it was Steve Harvey's Thunderdome. Okay. And I went through a long process from July until October. And they called me like on October the 6th. said, hey, what are you doing on Monday? Because this is a Thursday. I'm like, mm, no plans. We're going to fly you out here. So I was there for a week. And on October 16th, seven days, six, seven days before my 50th birthday, I filmed Steve Harvey's Thunderdome. <laughs> my goal for my 50th birthday was to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. 
Yeah, I'm that girl. Uh, but instead, I was filming a TV show that I couldn't tell anybody about. Sure, you look and like you're like not even up, 30. So I, I was going to say the same thing. Like, I was very what? surprised. Who? Huh? We, Seriously. We post uh, pictures of, uh, you know, for, for when we uh, hype up the shows. Brian, and we need... I, we need Pound palms like ASAP because if that's what's going on, Sherry, we need to release this to the world. Does the body good? Wait, to, wait till our listeners get a hold of this, Sherry. I mean, yeah, holy, we talk about internal health, outer beauty here. Holy moly! Okay, we're sorry. We just had a moment over here. Well, uh, I would say this. Thank you, because when I conceived the idea, I conceived it in October of two thousand and seven. And I start putting everything to work, you know, and then in February 2009, I'm about to go to some fitness shows and I could not figure out for the life of me why I was so tired. I'm rarely tired. And I had a little bit of a cold. So I thought, let me go take something and knock this out because I have this fitness show February 22nd. So I go in and they say, yeah, you have a little bit of a virus, blah, blah, blah. But do you think maybe you're pregnant? Uh, No, Mm. I'm 41. And. I'd only been married three years, three, four years at that time. And so why do you say that? I said, well, you know, I've got some female issues. I had fibroids. You know, this is a health show. Right. And I just had my wrist and teeth removed. So I know my body's a little off. And she said, well, let's just make sure. So she goes back. And I remember sitting there and hearing the clock. You know, the loud clock. Uh, oh, yeah. Room. I'm like, wow, this is a clock. Life can change. And sure enough, she comes back. She goes, you're pregnant. And I was like, how cool is that? You know? <laughs> and um, I remember just as I was walking out, my parents happened to call just randomly. And I was like, guess what? And they're like, what? I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm like, what? I'm like, but, you know, maybe high risk because of these fibroids. And my dad's like, well, you got good genes. You got good genes. Your cousin Mary Francis had a baby out in the cornfield and hatched it off with a hatch out. I was like, who did what? You, know, you just got good genes. You know, I'm like, cousin Mary Francis. I don't know. So anyway, uh, to the show, it was great. Uh, everybody loved the program. And I'm just working with a prototype. And none of my product except one box showed up. And I remember looking down, and I'm and I, today I use this in whatever I do. I told my mom, and that moment I realized, no matter what you do, you always need to pack a little sugar. And she said, "Why? For energy?" I said, "No, because sipping on lemonade sure does taste better than sucking on lemon." You had a choice to make in that moment. And I took my equipment in. I said, "Okay, this side of the class you're going to use pound palms. This side of the class you won't." Halfway through the class, I made them. Swap and compare and contrast workout with and without the pound palms. And so they can see the difference. So it works in my benefit. So I'm heading to the next show in March, and I have to go in for a special ultrasound, a big 40-inch monitor. And my husband's like, oh, do I want to come? Like, you can see the baby. You better see the baby. It's fun. I said, but they really just want to check the fibroids. It's like, no, no, I don't want to. And so I go in, and the lady goes, wow, you're 11 weeks and six days. I'm like, yep. And she prints the picture. She gives it to me, and we're talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to California this weekend, and I got, I'm going to see some friends I haven't seen in a long time. But I'm just talking, and we're talking back and forth. And all of a sudden, she goes, oh, no, oh, no. We just lost a heartbeat. Oh, no. So um, in that moment, it, it literally happened as I'm laying on the table. And... You know, not to go through that because that's really rough to talk about. But um, I ended up having to have three surgeries within about four and a half, five months. Wow. And that uh, 
Then I slipped a disc in my back. Two days after my due date, I slipped a disc in my back and couldn't walk. And so I remember looking in the mirror saying, you know, Sherry, you've always said it's not how you feel. It's not how you look, it's how you feel. And fit to cheer is not necessarily about being fit to look like a cheerleader. It's being fit mentally to cheer yourself on when there's nobody but you. And in that moment, it was nobody but me. So I had to put on my big cheer girl bloomers and ask myself, do I really believe all the stuff I've been preaching to people over the past 20 years? And um, I did. And so I went to work. And there's still a limitations. I have arthritis in my knee. So when I did a toe touch on this Harvey show, it's like, did they tell you to do that? I'm like, uh, heck no. Ain't no way I would have done a toe touch because uh, I have arthritis. I if they had told me, you need to do a toe touch, I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. And so um, I appreciate the compliment because, um, you know, like I said earlier, I never had a weight problem. I had a stress problem. And even after that, you know, I, I didn't recognize myself. And my husband even said, you know, you've changed. And I was like, no, no, I'm still the same happy person. And it was that Christmas of 2009, I saw Odo just like last year. And that's when I, I realized what he was seeing because I could see it in my eyes. I was smiling, but it wasn't reaching my eyes. And I thought, wow, this is what he was telling me he was seeing. So um, I called the garage where I made pound palms my nursery because I literally couldn't walk upstairs to where the nursery was going to be. And my pound palms are very precious, just like anybody's product is. But mine is a little more precious because after that, I couldn't have children, you know, it was too high risk. And they are the only thing that I've conceived within myself that I could actually hold in my hand. So um, when people compliment me and compliment my product, they don't really understand the depths of that compliment. So thank you. Wow. That's, that's powerful. I'm over here trying to, you know, be like on an Oprah show, holding it together. Yeah, We're trying to hold it together over here, Sherry. We're not gonna lie. But that's well, you know, women we go through a lot, and um, you know, I saw a lot of people who went to have fibroids and miscarriages and endometriosis. Now, a lot of it's in the news, and you hear about it more. Well, I experienced it my entire life. Um, now, listen, Eve, you make me go through all this, and I still don't have a baby. Come on, menopause. Bring it on. What you got? Challenge me. I'm double dog day. Challenge me. It's so powerful. You ever know anybody's baby for menopause? Oh, my God. Man, I want this over with. Thank goodness for your attitude, though. Like, this is is what life is about. This is is it. Because, you know... People talk about, you know, oh, you know, they, they, whether they're religious or, oh, God, why me or suffering. It's, it's, we all go through these things because there's some reason behind it. Like this, you know, you were meant to go through this journey in order to bring this and bring this joy to other people that, like you said about fibroids and, you know, all of us have our, I guess, you know, bad words. All of us have been through hell and it's, you go through hell. Well, guess what? You better keep going. You better keep going because there's some reason for this whole journey. And I'm not that, you know, I always say I'm not that hippie who sing, who sits in the woods and sings kumbaya, mm. but hell, maybe I am. Like maybe that's you no, know, maybe all of us have that in us. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's the I things so. it's the things that that we go through that really make us, 
you know who we are and and you've taken some punches and you've rolled with them you know there's the it, and uh and your spirit is undeniable and i think that that's the most important thing that any of us have you know is 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 our spirit and you know these things happen to us and you know we have choices uh, you know after that wait brian like you know i'm laughing ready You're totally laughing because we got spirit. Yes, we do. Ah, yeah. We got spirit. Pop, <laughs> <laughs> pop. Come on, Sherry Sharon, come down. Oh my gosh. We, but I need to jump in here. Say it. Life happens for us, not to us. That's right. That is what it's about for us. So whatever's happened. Day, it, I remember the day that the miscarriage happened, and let's not even talk about how rude the physician was who came in to check on me oh these things happen here's some pamphlets he oh my god son of a bitch called you OBGYN. she says she wants to see you so i go over to my OBGYN and and i was like don't break do not break no matter what as a matter of fact when i was leaving the office i had my glasses on and i'm so blind i couldn't see the, the eye chart i thought it was a b mm-hmm. and so uh i took my glasses i put them on my forehead so nobody so i could be invisible to everyone you know and as I'm walking out, everyone's staring. I see them staring, and I'm walking down this long hallway. And I thought, just one step at a time, don't break, don't break. And all of a sudden, I heard my dad's voice in my head. So if you're dad, yeah, let me tell you the power of your voice to your daughters. And I heard him repeat to me those same words: "You got strong genes. You got strong genes." And his voice got me out. Uh, that doctor's office and it was like he walked me down that aisle just like he walked me down the aisle when I was getting married so let me just say the power of a daddy and I got in my car and I thought okay don't break just get over there because if this guy could be this rude to you there maybe he's wrong so I had to sit um I get there and my <clears throat> the physician I mean I was checking in the lady who usually checks me out was checking people in and she's always what are you doing here you don't have an appointment and I remember looking at her saying they lost a heartbeat and I just broke right there and she just came around and she told me and got me to the restroom and then I sat there and I waited for two hours among pregnant women and I remember the one thing I never said was why me I remember thinking why not me who am I that it can't happen to and you know People always love the phrase, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. But I often realize most people say that you're in a negative situation. And I remember telling my mom, Mom, life's a reason. Life's a reason. So if something's happening, it's because it's life. Right. That's, you know, it's really that simple. And so to this day, he never says to me, you know, everything happens for a reason. Because if you notice, always that little tone. You're right. Well, you don't really hear that all the time. It's something great that happens. I'm like, hey, life's a reason. You know, you're going to go through the highs and lows every single day. It's how you choose to respond each day that's going to, you know, determine the kind of character you have. And oftentimes I was the only little black girl in my class growing up, and I used to get teased, of course. And I remember, uh, yeah, I didn't have a weight problem. I was too big getting teased about my big forehead and my big nose uh. And, uh, and my gorgeous complexion. And my mom says, Sherry, Always keep a smile on your face because they never know what you're thinking. And to this day, people describe me. She's a girl that has a big smile and big hair. And I'm like, wow, that is so funny. Because I don't even realize that I'm smiling half the time, but it's it's my superpower. So um, I just remember sitting in there and I thought, you know, who am I that it can't happen to? And um, what's next? Okay, well, I can work on my program. When I couldn't physically do something, I 
So I need the instructor training manual. And you were asking, where do I teach it? Well, because I was on the Steve Harvey show Thunderdome last July, I was able to launch on national TV. And I would let people buy a set of pound palms. And they would get the workout free. It would stream to them. They'd get a link that would say, congratulations, you just made varsity. And just as with any cheerleader before you get your equipment, you must first go to chair camp. Click on the link. takes you directly to the workout, which gives me time to create the pound they may want them in a, you know, specific colors. And they could work on the workout. It's only 30 minutes long because I found out the hour one would destroy most people. You burn about <laughs> up to 900 calories in an hour. And uh, so I made a 30-minute workout. And even my girlfriends are like, I couldn't get through the first nine minutes. I'm like, that was a warm-up. They're like, we have a whole different respect for cheerleaders. But my goal will be to uh, create a digital streaming platform, start certifying or, you know, doing instructor training so people can start teaching a class. But I also have partnered with the Cancer Exercise Training Institute. A girl named Andrea Lynn is the president. She's a 32-year cancer survivor. And I had a girlfriend who was suffered from breast cancer and lupus diagnosed on the same day. And um, so when she became overcame breast cancer, Unfortunately, she was left with lymphedema. So she asked me to write her an exercise program. And if you don't know, lymphedema is the swelling of the joints, you know, the limbs, rather. Uh, elephant man's most people familiar with that. And so I started writing an exercise prescription for her. And I realized, wait, these are cheer motions. Uh, duh, Sherry, cheer motions are weight training movements. So long story short, I partnered with the Cancer Exercise Training Institute. We created a program called Pound Palms for Recovery. Because... The state of mind that I saw my girlfriend in whenever she would go into therapy, she was still standing in the mindset of her cancer. So I wanted to create a program to take her out of the medical mindset of her cancer and move her to a motivational mindset of recovery. And that's where that social worker came in, and I was seeing this. And so, hey, whether you like cheerleaders or not, the definition of cheerleading is motivation, and nothing is more motivation doing, than this fun workout. And so um, we will be launching that. Uh, the cheer camp workout, uh, the first one you do online is called Intro to Cheer Camp, the living room edition. So just push your sofa aside and go fight win. And I eventually want to roll out Hip Hop Cheer Camp, Cha Cha Cheer Camp, 80s Rock Cheer uh, Camp. Yeah. Put some sugar on me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Country Cheer Camp. And my mom, being she's 73 seniors, go to Cheer Camp. So. This, I'm really excited about where, I'll, where this can go and where I can take it. I got some ideas as I'm just sitting here, by the way. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a follow up conversation, Sherry, because uh, there's some um, you know that I um, I work with Playoga Fitness, and that's how I travel around the the country and whatnot, and and do some other programs um, on my own. And uh, I think there's some I think there's some other uh, avenues that we can uh, maybe discuss that might not even be tapped into yet Sherry. Yeah. so just throwing that out there really excited Please. exciting for you that's what life's about yeah i've got people who have lupus they're asking me to write a program out so anyone that has to use weights and i've done some stuff with wheelchair bound individuals uh, i had a lady who contacted me who is paralyzed and you know just the stuff that they tell me physical therapy do is boring do you have something you can do so it's getting to the point even though i'm just really launching that it's, uh, like you said, you see a lot of great possibilities. And um, wow, 
it's, yeah, it's, en- it's endless, you know, like really just anything, you know, and it's fun. It's like, you know, it's just like you said, it's, it's cheering, it's positivity. It's, it's, you know, cheering each other on and it's just fun, you know, and we don't have that as much in, in fitness anymore. It's, you got to go get your ass kicked and, uh, you know, and it's just, yeah. a, it doesn't, it, it's not an appealing, uh, to most people, you know, a very small percentage enjoy that type of thing. And, and, uh, you know, so I just, I love it. You are, a, you're a fascinating person. I love this. Sherry's going to be just, you're taking it to the top only because you're really like, we throw it out there all the time. You're authentic. You've got a story and you see the bigger picture. The most successful people in this world, they've got a story. They've been through something. They've, you know, it's not like how oh, I, I want to be a, want to be in the fitness industry when you're five and then you're in the industry it's what's that journey what's that what's the highs and the lows that got you to really understand and appreciate the world around you and see that you want to care for other people and again you know starting with your psychology and the social work and seeing that that's what makes you so amazing and is going to just drive you to uh to huge success in the future and we are happy to be able to spread your mission and spread your program and uh, with our listeners and with everyone around the country and hopefully around the world as we're growing. The world. The world. Worldwide. worldwide. Right. Yeah. Worldwide. <laughs> so <laughs> this, is, this is worldwide. Hashtag. Seriously. So, Sherry, tell us where can our listeners find you? So easy. Poundpalms.com. There you go. That is it. And all the information like on the cancer recovery and everything is is on there. I know I saw it. Yes. Right. Yes. And yeah, you know, we are we just finished writing the um instructor training, the conditioning manual for it. And shockingly, she's doing it and I'm doing it. We're all by ourselves. And oftentimes when I try to talk to investors, you know, they kinda of shut down and hear cheerleading and pom poms, you know. And so I have to create a, instead of trying to make it sound really simple, like I can explain to you, I have to say, well, I'm a motivational disruptor with a unique and unorthodox STEM company that specializes in science and kinesiology to bring about uh, changes in women's health care. Oh, my gosh. That does sound, that sounds great. (laughs) There you go. Elevator speech. And here's your (laughs) pom-poms. But but that's the thing, though. you know. It's, um, that, it's so weird because then they were like, listen, but if I say, oh, I invented cheerleading pom-pom because I recognize that cheer motions are weight training movements, I see their faces glaze over. So I have to use all those, you know, keywords, disruptor, STEM, and it's all very true, but I you know, keep it simple, sweetie, right? No. Yeah. And so most people see me as a more of an esoteric company and it's really more of a paradox. Um it's not just so singular, but it's kind of like Leslie Nielsen. You guys remember yeah, based, on your, based on what you call yourself. He was a very like serious actor, and all of a sudden he was in the crazy, like, what is this dude? I mean, he's not supposed to be acting crazy. Right. And he became, you know, an oxygen of himself, and you have to look at it completely different. So I really have to change the people's mindset of what cheerleading is. And one of my taglines is, and, and I realize it also applies to life. You know, with cheerleaders, you just stand out there. But once you get involved, you realize it's more than just standing on the sidelines. And it applies to life as well. So, yeah. That's so good. And you know what? And for, for, you're better for knowing all that stuff. You know, it's knowing how to approach it. And, and knowing, you're not selling cheerleading as much as you are yourself and your story and your spirit. Yes, you do. 
you know, it's it's really it's you and know, I heard you you have on orange, which you know that's part of my colors. That's so right. I appreciate that. I thought it was for me. Well, it is. But you're saying you know for kids, which okay, you know. But, it is. Um, I'm you know, as it is also National Donut Day. Go have a donut. I know. I'm as adaptable as Leslie Nielsen. It's for you. All right. This, oh, this orange you. shirt. Rocky top. Oh, oh. oh man. <laughs> so we cannot thank you enough, Shari, for coming on and uh, partying with the two fit crazies today and uh, spreading your message of really what we want to do and what you're doing. It's for health, for fitness, getting moving and really, you know, working on ourselves every day, one day at a time just trying to be the best that we can be making good decisions. And, uh, if we can make a couple of good decisions and a couple more of the next and a couple have more of the next. Fun. Yep. And have some fun along the way. So Sherry, thank and you so much. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. And, uh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you're fantastic. This was a great. Lot. Awesome. And all of your information will be posted on our social media sites. So all of our listeners can go ahead and find you and find that and, and uh, all about you and your story and Pound Palms and the program. So we're really excited to share that. And with that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazes. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. <laughs>